0: Good morning, guys and girls. Joe Mignon, your host from A Guy Thing Podcast, episode 62. Here we go. Uh, This is a pretty cool episode. Uh, First, I wanted to give a shout out to my boy Frank Cristiano, cross-country mortgage. If you need a house, give him a call, plain and simple. Do it. 561-504-1278. They serve in all of South Florida. So if you're in the area, hit him up. That's my boy. Tell him A Guy Thing sent you, and uh, he'll hook you up. But Guys, I just wanted to let you know how thankful I am for all you guys for liking, sharing, subscribing, being a part of the giveaways. Thank you so much. All of this interaction helps me grow the show. So everything you guys do, it is appreciated. I see it all. I try to comment uh, on as much stuff as I possibly can. So thank you uh, for being a part of it. Um, The best thing you could do is like, share, and subscribe, YouTube, Facebook. Instagram, Twitter, er, anything and everything that you could do. i got some exciting stuff coming in in the pipeline. Um, I have a brand new broadcasting company that I'm going to be broadcasting all of my podcasts live from. Even the Skype interviews that I've been doing, they will now be live. uh, So you guys will be able to interact uh, with all the guests that I have on those uh, pre-recorded videos. So it's going to be really cool, no matter the platform that you're on. Uh, You're going to be able to comment, and all those comments will be able to come in in pretty much one chat room. So it's going to be really cool. I could blow your um, responses up onto the screen so I could see them, and also the guests could see them to answer or comment. Uh, So it's going to be a pretty cool, much more interactive experience for all you guys and girls. Um, This episode, episode 62, is a true fighter's story. Um, Even if you're not a fight fan, you will appreciate this. Gustavo Trujillo came from Cuba. He was homeless. He was almost killed. He was eating out of dumpsters for eight months while he was in the Dominican Republic trying to get over to the United States just to seek a better life. Um, Four years ago, he learned how to fight, and he had his first big professional fight on pay-per-view a couple of weeks ago for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, and he won by a 35-second knockout. His story is very compelling. Um, bear with um, the translation. I, I, his wife did the translating during the interview, and I did my best to um, compensate a lot of the translating part uh, for our English listeners. Uh, so it'll be you know really quick segments of translation uh, followed by uh, the English translation. So it should go pretty smooth for you. But you really need to hear this guy's story. It's absolutely amazing. From homeless to a winner. Uh, just a great guy. Uh, I mean, I know I'm doing something right for people when they're inviting me over their home for dinner. I mean, just wonderful, wonderful people. So uh, I'm very excited, very blessed and humbled that uh, he shared his story on my platform. Uh, it's really important that I get these types of stories on my podcast. It's important for me. I want positivity. I want success stories. I want just amazing things Uh unheard stories you know that we don't hear every day I think there's enough negativity out there on social media and the news and you know just need to bring some more positivity in a fun way you know we're dropping f-bombs here and there you know it's not 100% proper but you know we're doing it you know what I'm saying we just want to have a good time and and I want my guests to have a good time especially my listeners so thank you guys again please like share subscribe uh, the easiest thing you could do is go on YouTube a guy think podcast. Subscribe to that. Share it. I'm going to be doing some more giveaways on the coming episodes, so stay tuned. Uh, We're giving away comedy tickets for Vic D. Boteto's comedy show and, you know, just a bunch of other things. Cool stuff coming up. So keep listening. Keep tuning in. I appreciate you guys. Much love. Enjoy the episode. Shut up and sit down. great i've actually never had uh somebody on my podcast that didn't speak english but your story is a very good story and i think it's important for my listeners to hear about this so i'm very happy to have you uh, on the show so um first Mm -hmm. and foremost congratulations on your win at bare knuckle fighting championship. At the number nine pay per view, excellent knockout. Uh, so I just want to congratulate you there.
1: He says that, um, he did good,
2: he's really happy for his um winning. But um, everything is due because he gets himself like really trained. He trains really hard. He trains with uh, the Gracies, Clearwater, and the Gracies South, South Tampa with his uh, trainer, his coach, Jeff Bailey, and his team. That's the reason he wins that, um, because he trains really, really hard.
0: Well, I think that that's great. Obviously, training hard is definitely something that you need to do. I think more importantly, the mindset you have. Uh, for my listeners that don't know your story, I've read about your story on your Instagram, and right away I wanted to have you on because of it. You know, you you lived in a you had a tough life in Cuba, left your family and friends and mom behind to come to the United States, homeless. I read as well. So you had all of these tough things happen in your life and you were able to maintain a positive mindset to get through all these things. How did you do
1: that? Gustavo says that um, he's,
2: uh, he's, he's always been like uh, really attached to his mom and his family. So that's the thing that he has on mind every time he goes to the cage, to the ring. He thinks about his mom, his family, and that's what um, makes him win and be better every day because his dream is to have his family together here in Miami, in Tampa, or whatever he lives in, in Florida. But he wants to bring his mom from Cuba. He wants to um, give his mom a better life. He wants her to have everything that she deserves because when he was a, a child, they had really tough times and now she deserves to have all she wants.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, what good son doesn't want to take care of his mom, right? I think that's great. And I, and I really, really hope and pray for you and your family and that you could get your mom here and give her a better life.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So, uh, coming from Cuba to the United States, for somebody that didn't know anybody, doesn't speak the language, what was that like for you and what did you do with yourself when you got here?
1: Okay, he's um, talking a little bit about um, in
2: Cuba. Um, he didn't feel that he belongs to Cuba. He he has Cuba in his heart, and he knows that he's Cuban, but he doesn't um, he doesn't like the way the government and and is and the government treats the people in Cuba. They don't have uh, freedom, and there's a there's a lot a lot of lack of of, of things in Cuba. So. As a child, um, you have only three opportunities to be in sports so you can get out of Cuba or travel or to meet someone like a, um, people from another country and get a visa so you can get out of Cuba and have a better life. So he chose to be uh, in sports so he can have a better life for his mom and, and himself. Um he said that he saw the opportunity to go to Dominican Republic and to stay in Dominican Republic. Uh, he traveled with the Olympic team because they were going to a, um, like a World Cup of Roman wrestling. And um, they went to Dominican Republic for um, like a camp training. And he stayed there without a family, without anybody, not knowing Nobody there and he stays there for eight months in the streets, eating from the garbage, no friends, no family. Sometimes he has to sleep in the roof of the buildings because um, as so many of us know, um, they don't let the Haitian people in Dominican Republic and he was confused um, many times many times as a Haitian uh, and he almost got killed two times. Mm. So the only reason he did that and he went through that is because he has a dream and he had a dream at that time. He knew that if he, if he can make it to the USA, he can have a better life for his family.
0: Wow. Uh, You know, uh, I will tell you, I am, honored to have you on the show and very importantly you've, you've you've been through a lot so much you know and i try to look at things in a positive way because a lot of us are affected by negativity um you know sometimes i think to myself my life oh man all this stuff happened but you definitely had it worse than i and probably most people. And I must say again, I credit you for going through all that and maintaining a good attitude and now getting to where you are today. Such a great, great story. So God bless you, man. Seriously.
2: Yeah, he said that, um, yeah, he, he went uh, to Dominican Republic and yes, he was in the street without food, nobody, no help. He crossed uh, from Dominican Republic to Puerto Rico, the Mona Canal, that is one of the most dangerous uh, crossing in the world because of it has uh, different currents. And that day, Three boats um, came out of uh, Dominican Republic, and the only boat, actually, it was not a boat, it was a zodiac, what the uh, Marines and they use. Um, three zodiacs went out and only uh, made it his uh, people from the zodiac that, that he was in. Eight people. Uh, the other 23 people, they died. They die at the sea that day, and he feels really blessed because uh, he thinks that God has a purpose. God uh, made him go to Dominican Republic. God made him cross that canal. Uh, He keeps him alive. He keeps him um, good so he can make it here. And even though he was, you know, um, without any money, when he came here, um, he keeps training, and he every day he went to the gym, he went to run, and he never, never, never give up, and that's why now he, you know, he has plans to be better and to get better, and he hopes that he can make it one day to a big, big uh, um, league or a big, big place. Yeah. In the UFC or bare, bare
0: knuckle. Right. Great. great. Uh, I, I would guess that a lot of this, uh, a lot of what you've been through uh, motivates you when you get into the ring. Así
1: mismo, así mismo. Yeah, that's, that's the way I think.
2: Good. That's what
0: it is. When did you start
1: training to fight? How old were you? Bueno, cuando yo me quedo en Dominicana, ya yo tenía...
2: When I was in the Dominican Republic, I already uh, had my mindset um, that I want to be a MMA fighter. I, ha- I had um, many friends here in the US that they were doing um, MMA fights. And I knew that when I crossed uh, the Mona Canal, I will come to the US and I will be a fighter.
0: Very good. That was
2: about 2000, 2015 when he came to the U.S.
0: So you, uh, you've been fighting
1: for about four years now? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I did my amateur um, amateur career and the, I started in 2015, three months after I came to this country and I did five uh, I, five fights. And
0: now I'm a pro MMA fighter. It's a beautiful story and congratulations to you. And uh, I think it goes without even thinking about it. You're a natural. You were born to do this because if you've been training for four years and you're already at the professional level and you probably had one of the most exciting knockouts of the entire pay-per-view, um, it's just amazing it's just an amazing story and it was great to see you in the ring fighting and you did a great job so i congratulate you not only for the victory at your at your fight but for your life because you've you've done something pretty amazing you've persevered through difficult times and you're
1: a winner no muchas gracias eh, a usted que me dieron la oportunidad de salir por...
2: He said that um, that he wants to thank you first uh, this country to open the doors for him uh, for all the people that has give, uh, give him opportunities like Vernoco, like um, the MMA fights. Um, he's gonna be in Vernoco again on February and he's planning to do an MMA fight on December 14 this year. And he knows that um, he has a lot. He has been through a lot of things, but his positive mind and his positive attitude, that's the only way you can do something in life. Just keep it positive and keep going. And even though you have hard times, you have to keep going. It doesn't matter. Just go down and then go up and go stronger. That's what he said.
0: Nobody could say it better. 100% correct. (laughs) I live by that every day. So it is nice to speak to somebody that thinks the same way I do. I think it's the only way. You know, I think uh, it takes people to get beaten down and broken down to really see what they're made of and to figure out, am I going to just sit here and take it or am I going to get up and, and keep moving forward? So I love it. (laughs) so um bare knuckle let's talk about that that was cool first of all it was so nice to meet you guys there uh it was a pleasure i watched your fight live i actually watched it again tonight to refresh my memory but because it was a fast fight you ended them quickly uh tell me what that experience was like for you being at the bare knuckle pay-per-view in tampa and what your mindset was when you were stepping into the ring and the bell rung and it was time to go he said that, um,
1: actually, um, he's,
2: he said that first you have to win the fight on the gym training every day, and then you go to that ring and you recreate what you did on the gym. And that's the way he feels, that you go there... But you have to put everything, what you learn days before or weeks before. It was something different for him because he never fight bare knuckle. Um, He said that the first time that he heard that, it was like, uh, are these guys crazy? They're (laughs) dumb? Or what the hell is going with these people? Because how can you fight bare knuckle? That's um, nonsense. That's what he said. And coming from uh, wrestling and MMA, it was completely different. He was afraid a little bit of, like, throw a kick or do some wrestling on the ring because that's what he normally do- does every day. So he was afraid of that. But uh, he was really well-trained by Jeff Bailey and the team. Um, they focus only on boxing and um, striking that's mm-hmm. it only that for a couple of months wow. he said that the experience was amazing he met a lot of people now he got over his uh five video had has over forty thousand people that have watched that five nice so he has more than four thousand friends on Facebook and Instagram, and everybody knows him, and people call him, and he has sponsors that he didn't have before, so Vernocco opened a door for him. And also, it's really important that he doesn't speak the language. He's not from here. He's from Cuba. He's a stranger. And everybody welcome him and and love him and hug him and ask for pictures and even though he doesn't speak the language they want to talk to him
0: well i i think there's a certain energy that people have you know whether you speak the language or not sometimes it's a smile sometimes it's eye contact body language but I, people i believe are attracted to energy you know i could be around a real crappy person that speaks my language right but Uh, sometimes you just feel a certain way about somebody, uh, Gustavo definitely has that. I mean, when I met you guys happy, smiling ear to ear, took pictures, uh, I was a little upset. We couldn't get the podcast going with all the craziness that was going on, but that's why it was important for me to have you guys on. I wanted Gustavo to have his time to talk. Um, but you know what you said, what he said about, you know, bare knuckle opening the door for him. I disagree. I think he banged that door down. You know, I think with his hard work, his perseverance and everything that he's been through, he made that happen, you know. So it's all the credit goes to him. He deserved uh, you know, everything that all the success that he's had. I just want him to know that. Uh, so yeah. and he and said that's everything. right. Um,
2: you you're right.
0: <laughs> and uh let's talk about the fight for a second. So it was fast, but uh, what I did notice, you know, you came out fast, uh, you came out striking, very aggressive in the, uh, as soon as the bell rung, I did notice when you rocked him on that first hard shot that you hit him with, he backed up and it kind of looked like you were ready to go MMA mode almost. And maybe that's just, you know, that's just me as a fan watching, but, uh, we're in the opening seconds of that fight, after you rocked him, when you went after him, did muscle memory kick in and you were about to grapple him, and then you had a hold back? And do you know which what uh, moment I'm talking about?
1: No, casi, casi, yo le un un derribo, casi, Pero yo entré y estaba como.
2: yes, he remember that actually. Um, the people who were um, um, commenting about the fight said that he used his wrestling to, like, um, push him back or grab him. And yes, he remembers that. Actually, he was about to do a tackle on him. He was about to grab him and, like, take him down, like, uh, like, wrestling style. And he went back and he said, no, no, Gustavo, you're not allowed to do that. So you have to keep the punching style, not the attacking. (laughs) So he said, yeah, yeah, that sometimes that's that's in your blood, that you're going to go for uh, a kick. You're going to go for your elbowing. You're going to go for tackles. You're going to go for that because that's in your blood. You are an, an MMA fighter and you have to adapt and you have to know how to go from buno or from boxing to MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, um, but
2: he remembers.
0: Yes, uh, yeah, I was. I you know I watched it live, but live is different because it's happening right in front of you. It's fast, but when you watch on TV, you know you kind of catch things that you didn't see when you were there. Uh, so I did see that, you know, but that. That's also professionalism, being a professional fighter, adapting to the situation. Um, and then it was the knockout, and that was a heavy knockout. So after you stunned him the first time, and he got that standing eight, uh, you came a, came in heavy again, and, and you scored that knockout. Did you know you were going to knock this guy out at that moment?
1: I'm not sure that when the first, the, the, the first contest
2: Yes, he knew from the first time that that was easy money for him. Um, Because from the first knockout, the first time that he touched his, um, his chin, he was really weak. And he knew, I have to go for that chin. I have to go again. And I will knock him out. And something that he didn't say, but I will say, as his wife, I was upstairs. Um... I couldn't watch the fight because I was afraid to death. I was crying. I was really, really afraid. This guy has more than 100 fights. Yep. And he he was a fighter on kickboxing, uh, mm-hmm. glory kickboxing. Mm-hmm. So this guy is an experienced guy. And I was like, oh, my God, my husband, he has only three fights. And he never fought bare knuckles before so i was crying i was afraid and he just looked at me and he told me don't worry i'd be back in 40 seconds
0: (laughs) i think it was like 35
2: right (laughs) yeah it was 35 seconds so i was like uh what and then he told me just remember that every time i tell you something i will do it because that's the way i go in my life I say something and I promise something and I will do it, definitely. And I know now that he will. He will.
1: No, he sabe que el Peleador
2: que
1: un gran porque muchacho tiene una He
2: said that uh, his opponent um, was a big guy and has a lot of training and also he was training with a Cuban boxer. Um, his coach is a Cuban boxer that he knows, so um, he was well trained. He got a lot of fights. Uh, he was in Bellator, and also he was uh, he fought he fought before um, a lot of um, champions from the UFC. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. but he never backed up. He was like, I don't care. I don't mind that he got thousands of fights. Uh, I don't care. I'm gonna win my fight, and it's gonna be on the first round.
1: Hmm.
0: Well, that was a good prediction. <laughs> that was great. Um, so I'm happy to hear that uh, you're gonna be stepping back into the ring
1: uh, for number ten. Uh, is that official? Sí, es oficial. creo que lo van a hacer en Miami. Y sabe, y como yo soy Miami,
2: Yes, definitely. It is official. I don't have an opponent yet, but they're looking for someone. Um, it's really hard uh, to look for fights for me, for to look for opponents for me, because I'm a big guy, 205 pounds. We're not, um, there's not a lot of 205 pounds um, fighters. Um, it's going to be hard on my coach, to find someone, but I will do the, um, Bernoulli 10. Um, I'm not sure, but they said that will be in Miami or for lot of the area there. They don't know yet, but if, it's, if it's here, this is my house. Miami is my house and I have a lot, a lot of friends and family there. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure that I will, I will get this place uh, really, really full of people, full of my Cuban, because Miami is the second Cuba.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's my second house. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Miami is Cuba with food and freedom. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, tell them, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm from uh, Florida. You know, I'm in South Florida. So I believe the, the fight's going to be in Hollywood, they were saying. So... You know, not far at all. It's about half an hour from where I live. But let him know, there's a couple of guys that are over 200 pounds that I don't like very much. He's welcome to knock them out for me.
2: Dice que él es de la Florida también y que si uno tiene entendido, la pelea va a ser en Hollywood, aquí cerca de Follard, a poquito tiempo de aquí. Pero que si no pueden encontrar el oponente para ti, él tiene dos o tres amigos que él no les gusta.
0: <laughs> I'll get you a fight.
2: <laughs>
0: well, uh, I'm excited. I uh, I will be there uh bare knuckle ten. Very happy that you will be there, so I look forward to seeing you again there. Um I'll either be there as a fan or I'll be there doing the interviews. Uh, I haven't locked that down yet, but uh, we will find out. Uh, but if either capacity, I'm there. I'd love to see you guys again. And thank you very much uh, for telling your story on this podcast because I really want people to hear your story. I think it's great, and I think you're great.
1: No, muchas gracias a eh, ustedes por dedicarse el tiempo de, de, de hacer una entrevista a... Uh, a mí, entonces, tú sabes, eh, muchas gracias.
2: He said that, thank you so much for your time. Mm-hmm. Thank you for all the people that uh, are listening and for all those people that they follow um, MMA, they follow vernoco um, and the sports. That is really important for him to have those people back him up in and, you know, showing love. In showing that um, you know they care, they care about him and about the fights and about the, the fighters. So he said that he would love to see you at the fight as a fan or uh, or working. It doesn't matter, but he would lo- love to see you at the fight, and he will win the fight definitely. I'll be cheering uh,
0: for him for sure.
2: First round, first round in one minute and thirty seconds.
0: Ooh, all right, bets are on. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, <laughs> love I I absolutely love it. Thank you again. I uh, look forward to seeing you guys uh, and uh, enjoy your time off.
2: Que 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 muchas gracias y que le gustaría le gusta mucho vernos allá y que estés bien y que disfrutes tus vacaciones.
1: Yeah, igualmente. No, no, no. Vacaciones. Estamos, estamos. <laughs> no time estamos <laughs> <up>. No time
2: <laughs> off. No. Tiny, no. Tiny, tiny. In, he, he went from vernoco yeah. and yeah. next day he was training in the morning.
1: Yeah. Tiny. Training. Training. Muchos gracias.
2: Yeah. Now, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. God bless you. Bye-bye. <laughs>